So today we're joined by Mr. Doherty and four of the Year 13 students. We're going to be finding out about the First Eleven football team. Let's get into it. Welcome to Farrington's Features, the school podcast where we talk to staff, pupils and parents to find out more about Farrington School. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. Mr. Doherty, uh, good afternoon. It's good to talk to you. You've got four of the Year 13 students with you right there. But first of all, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, rather cold, but not too bad. Yeah, it is a little bit chilly right now, isn't it? So we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. Mr. Doherty, what do Thursday afternoons normally look like for you? Uh, so I've just come in from the pitches uh, with our year 10. So hopefully the next crop of boys potentially joining the uh, first and second 11 into next season. Uh, they're in their kind of final stages of playing as their own age group and they'll be trialing in the summer ahead of possibly joining our first 11, like the boys here. And also we have a second 11 um, of the same year groups for the boys that are trying to make their way into the first team. So they're, yeah, they're uh, preparing for that while finishing off their season. Okay. All right. Really good. Really good. I wonder whether you could just do me a favor and introduce the four boys to us. Yep. So I have Josh here as our first team striker, uh, goal scorer, uh, assist maker as well. Likes to claim both of those. Uh, I have Ned, our captain, a holding midfielder, our enforcer um, in the middle of the pitch. I have Elliot, our left back, um, flying full back, creates goals, Scores goals as well. Um, he has done this season already. Uh, and I have Max, our creative midfielder, um, who assists, scores, does about everything on the pitch that you can possibly imagine. And Mr. Doherty, when you're playing football yourself or when you used to play football, if you don't play it so much anymore, what was your favourite position to play in? Well, I still claim to play uh, at the weekend on a Sunday. Um, I won't tell you the level because it's um, no sort of high level. Uh, but I, I was and still am a centre-back. So um, trying to marshal the troops from the back, organise the back line, sometimes score at the wrong end at times. It has happened. The boys have laughed at me in the past. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of the, the general organiser at the back, uh, the communicator at Central Defence. Fantastic. Okay, it's it good to hear that. It really is. Uh, good to hear that you're still active as well. I'm most impressed. Now, tell me about the makeup of the of, of the football team there. I mean, I mean, how does how does football actually look at Farrington's? Yeah, so football's really our main sport now. We play two terms of that from the start of the school year in September all the way through to Easter. And obviously after Easter, we come back in the summer term and change to our summer sports with cricket, athletics and so on. Um, so a real a big amount of the season and the, the year is dedicated to football. Uh, we start off with lots of training towards the start of the school year, move into cup competitions uh, and then play lots of local fixtures, sometimes travel further afield of afternoons and then also play some of our games on Saturday mornings against teams that are slightly further afield that the boys have played over the years some uh, kind of local opponents and some opponents that may require a little bit more traveling and then that season plays all the way through cups continue after christmas uh, and then as we move through to where the boys are now they're now into our oldest teams the first and second 11 which makes up the year 11 12 and 13 so it's kind of three year groups that come together they trial they play and so these boys are successful in that team have been in that part of that team now for three years so they were in year 11 together year 12 now and now into year 13 uh, playing in the first 11 which is playing in league fixtures every week uh, as well as cup competitions whereas the other age groups are more towards friendlies on top of their cup competitions so um, the boys get a chance to buy their trade in a, in a league competition uh, and are currently the champions of that league trying to go for the title again this year. Very good well congratulations to all of you for that. Let's jump to Ned first of all. Ned you're, you're there as captain. Tell us a little bit actually just for the sake of people listening who maybe don't really understand or follow football at all. Tell me what that actually means to be captain. So to be captain you just got to 
Sir likes to make us do fill up the waters and basically be the water boy. But no, you just got to keep like do the warm up, make sure everyone's grounded, make sure no one's like messing about and just everyone's ready for the game and keeping them up for it no matter like what the scoreline is, making sure we're all playing to the best of our abilities at all times. Okay, that's good to hear. How long have you been a lover of football then? I started playing football when I was like seven, so a long time. But yeah, just I do do just love it. But yeah, I've been at Farrington since year five and been in the football team since I joined. But year 10 was when I first like got appointed captain. So yeah, that means a lot. How did that feel then back in year 10 when you were appointed as captain? Yeah, it felt really good, mainly because it shows that the manager appreciates you and sees what you're like with the other teammates, see how well you push them. And it just means a lot because all the hard work you've put in from when you was younger playing football and you just start seeing it pay off. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. That really is. Now, on your left-hand side, Ned, we've got we've got Josh. Uh, Josh, you're you're a striker, I I think Mr. Doherty was saying. Is that right? Yeah, up top, up top. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's probably your favourite position then. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how long have you been playing football for? Well, technically, I've been playing football since pretty like the age of three or four. So I've been playing, yeah, from such a young age, nearly 14, 15 years now, and I've played played at a decent level my whole life. I've I dropped into the centre mid position for a little bit, but yeah, I'd say now I've found my role in a in a striker position at school and outside of school as well. So, how does it feel then to be representing the first eleven team like this? Yeah, it feels really good because you you always have the responsibility to go out every every week and score the goals that needed to be scored to win the games. So um, yeah, and playing with playing with everyone, all my good friends. So it's good, it's good and. To realise that people from the younger years as well look up to you to maybe aspire to get that position one day. It's good to set set the role that needs to be needs to be replaced when I leave. There's a bit of a responsibility there then as well, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So do you remember what it was like when you were younger and you were looking you were looking up to well the year thirteen boys at that time? Yeah, it was it was quite daunting to maybe get get to that stage because when I was year seven or eight looking up to them, I was thinking. God, they're so much bigger than me. I'm never going to be able to fill their fill their boots in a way. But now that I'm here, it's it's, it's great playing for the for the school team every every week as well. Yeah, no, that's really good. That really is good. Elliot, let's jump across to you for a second. So you're you're left back. It's good to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about what about what it feels like for you to be part of the first eleven team. Being part of the first eleven team is good. There's three years within the uh, first uh, eleven team. Year eleven. 12 and 13 and I think mainly more this year where we're like where we talk to the like the young years as well it becomes more of like a proper team whereas where there is three years it could easily just become like we just play football on a Wednesday and then that's it we don't talk to them but where mm-hmm. there's where there's three years and that we talk we all talk to each other it's become a like a proper team that we go out on a Wednesday to play for and to do each other proud. Yeah, no, of course. Of course, that makes perfect sense. Uh, now you're sat next to Ned, of course. Ned's the captain. Is he a good captain? Yeah, I'd like to think Ned's a good captain. Yeah, when we've had like, when we've been down, losing a little bit or just need a little 
bit of a boost. Ned's been there to Ned's been there to do it, get all the boys back, make sure the heads on track. Well, it'd be good to find out a bit more about how Ned feels in that position uh, in a moment. But first of all, let's jump across to Max. Max, you're a midfielder. How long have you been playing football for? I started when I was eight. Yeah, so before that, I wasn't really interested that much in football. But uh, when I started playing it, I realised I was half decent at it and I've been enjoying it since. So what happened at age eight, apart from discovering that, that actually you're quite good at it? I mean, because I imagine if you weren't playing it that much, you know, was it someone else that encouraged you to start playing? Yeah, one of my mates, you know, encouraged me to come down to his uh, Sunday team and play. And uh, they were a good team as well. So um, I enjoyed playing with them and they were all very encouraging. Yeah, that's good to hear, Max. That really is. What, what do you plan on doing next year after you leave school? I'm not too sure yet. Uh, the decided with um, university or apprenticeship, but um, I do hope to continue playing football after school. Yeah, because I just I just love playing football. Well, it's great that you love it. I mean, clearly it's an active thing to do. And, you know, after you leave school, it's going to be a great thing to do. Uh, whether you go to university or not, you know, it's always good to play football. Yeah. Uh, let's let's jump back to Ned for a second. Ned, we're just talking to Elliot there about, about whether or not you're a good captain. Uh, you took that very well, by the way, I must say. Yeah. Um, what, what is it like in that situation where you need to say a few words to, to, to the people in the team? And, you know, maybe things are going well, maybe things aren't going so well. And you've got to think of the right ways to encourage everybody. Well, yeah, it can be a bit of pressure because if people aren't listening or people have lost their head already, then it can turn into a bit of like an argument, maybe. But as Elliot says, we're close with all the years playing in the team. It helps because you have that bond with them that they respect what you're saying and you can have more of a conversation and just sort it out more like effectively. So yeah, that definitely helps. I'm impressed you're able to keep your cool in situations like that. How do you think this helps you in, in other parts of your life as well? What skills do you think this brings to you? I think it really helps uh, teamwork and communication as if it weren't for football, I wouldn't really be involved in any teams. So when you go off to work or do other stuff in life. Teamwork always helps as if there's ever a problem or you need to get through something, talking to people helps. And if people can see that you're good in a team, then they'll respect you more and yeah, like you more. Well said, very, very well said. Uh, Mr. Doherty, Ned was just talking about teamwork there and communications. Tell me what other skills you think this brings to the, the, the boys there at school or the pupils at school, whoever's doing this. I think it brings a lot of leadership qualities across all of the boys. Obviously, Ned's got a different role and then having to organise the boys on top of that and being kind of the, the right-hand man to the manager and organising the boys into relation to times and being punctual and being on time and getting ourselves warmed up and being organised. But for a lot of the boys now, that that, that first team shirt is almost a badge of honor there's younger year groups talking about the shirts i've actually had a chat with my year 10s uh, earlier today and they were saying about oh the, uh, are they playing in the night kits we've got some brand new night kits at the first team second team playing that the boys love playing in they cherish them they wear them whenever they get the opportunity to and they have that real kudos but what comes with that it's also that representation of being in the first team uh, and that comes with responsibility they know that you're there on merit. Yeah, you've you earned your place there, and you're of a certain level to be there. And as well as that, on the pitch, it's off the pitch as well. So, I think a lot of leadership characteristics come across for all of the boys, for what the rest of the school see them as. And obviously, on Pond Ned, then it comes to down to organising that group of players, about sixteen or so, we have in our squad on a match day and in preparation for a match day as well. Tell me something about national competitions then. 
We uh, play in a number of competitions, whether local or national. In the county, we play in our Kent Schools League, uh, which is where we were champions last year and on the way to hopefully being champions this year um, in our division with loads of state schools in the area and other schools in the area. Um, we play currently, or currently still in the Society of Heads Cup, which is a smaller independent school cup, uh, which traveling can be further afield with a final just before study leave um, that takes place at Loughborough University uh, where the, the best North team faces the best Southern team uh, in the final there and we're on the way to hopefully making that final uh, with a trip down to Bournemouth shortly uh, so a bit further afield but um, a good traveling uh, trip for us uh, we've played in the independent schools cup which is a really big cup for us it's uh, known as ISFA uh, and that's where all the private schools enter that and you play a selection of different schools across all over the country really it does start regionalised but it does go further afield eventually and we've been all over London to do that uh, and further afield in the south and sometimes we're also involved in the local cup as well so after Christmas the local cups come in uh, and which is Bromley here and we're entered into the Bromley Cup and we're into the first round of that as that's going to be underway soon so a number of competitions that we take part in that, that keeps us busy uh, the last one is the county cup so that one's been ongoing all season and we're into the quarterfinals uh, and hopefully playing that next week with a tie to try and make it through to the semi-finals uh, which will be the furthest we've ever been in the cup we're currently level with where we've been as a maximum hopefully we can go through one further and be and set a record for us as being the furthest in that competition when we play hopefully next week pending the pitches being fine Wow. Okay. That sounds awesome. That's a super impressive record. That really is. Uh, Mr. Doherty, tricky question for you, but uh, which player would you say has the best record this term? So it depends really what we look at it from. So some of my uh, my defenders will think about clean sheets. Some of my attackers will think about goals. I've got many players in the team that will always argue about assists. Some will look at Man of the Match awards, for example, as well, which is normally rewards more of the unsung heroes within games. Um Josh here to my to my left, uh, he he is leading the way with goals along with another player in year 12 who's part of the team and they're fighting it out. Uh, and we also have a border here uh, as a winger that scored a number of goals who was fighting out with Josh last year for Matt, the, the, the top goal scorer. A number of my midfielders like Max here and Ned are also uh, high in the charts in the assists record and they do often remind me of that and looking to try and provide assists at all the times if they're not trying to score can be quite selfless at times as well as needing to be selfish in the final third and do get themselves goals as well. And Elliot here is uh, one of our set-piece specialists, uh, long-throw specialist, corner taker, free-kick taker from wide areas, and he provides lots of creativity for those attacking players in the box. If it wasn't for him, uh, poor old Josh here would probably be several goals down um, because Elliot does provide for him quite often. Uh, In a selfless position, being a defender, and he's also part of a defence that likes to keep clean sheets as well. So he's got kind of two edges to his game of attacking and defending. So I, I like that. Shout out to Elliot there. Let's jump across back into Josh in that case. Josh, tell me a little bit about about being this this joint top goal scorer right now. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to to know that I'm top score, goal scorer at the moment, and to have someone as well. Was it Ethan? Ethan yeah, we got Ethan, one of our year twelves, battling behind me. It, cre- it creates a sense of competition. It creates gives me an urge to maybe go out and get a few extra more than him. Not in a, not in a selfish way, but maybe just to take the crown at the end of the season. Yeah. What's it like when you when, when you go for a goal and and actually you miss something that you could have easily got, but just you know it just doesn't work out. You know how does that feel? Do you feel like you're letting the team down in those those kinds of situations? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes I feel like I've I've let the team down, but normally normally when I when I do miss, there's players around me always encourage me to keep on going. They don't 
moan. I mean, sometimes if we're if it's really crucial, Mish, I will get the odd moan, but I deserve it. But yeah, it, but then sometimes when I do miss it, it does motivate motivate me to go on and try and get the extra goal. Like I think we'll talk about it later the Beths game when we won three two. There was a chance before that I missed, but then I later on scored the winning goal. So yeah, that yeah, it was good. Yeah, good team spirit. It's important to have that all around you. And uh, it's interesting, while you're talking just there, Mr. Doherty in the background nodding away very much so, which is really good. Uh, and on the flip side of that, of course, when you score a, a winning goal, I, m- I must feel amazing. It really must do. Yeah. Let's just jump back to Ned for a second. Ned, what would you say has been one of your most challenging matches? I'd say we've had many challenging matches, but one of them was in the Cup this year that we had to play at a school quite far away they were called Emmanuel and we didn't have one of our best centre-backs for the game so we was already going into the game with one of our best players out of the game but we went 1-0 down to a harsh penalty but we managed to win the game 4-2 in the end in the last 10 minutes scored two goals to win it so it was a really hard game but it was one of my favourites as it just everyone was fighting so much and just everyone really wanted to win. No, it sounds really good. That really does. And Elliot, can you think of any any good moments in the last few matches? Yeah, a few weeks ago, we played Ravensbourne at home. The game before that against Hayes, we won 5-3. And in the second half, I went up front to try and get a goal. And unfortunately, I didn't get a goal in that game. But against Ravensbourne... The second half again, went up front to try and get a goal and I got a goal with about 10 minutes left and where I tried so hard in the game before and didn't get a goal, just everyone went a bit mental. Well, it's easy to get carried away there, Elliot. I can totally understand how that must have felt at the time. And let's jump across to Max again. Max, what would you say to anyone? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking actually anyone who's maybe aged eight, uh, similar to how old you were when you first got into football. What would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about, you know, stepping up their game, taking it a little bit more seriously, or for that matter, trying it for the first time, having never really played football? I'd say that uh, at that age, um, to try not to put too much pressure on yourself and just to en- try and enjoy uh, what you're doing. Because, you know, if you put too much pressure on yourself, performances aren't great. Uh, you're not happy. So... Yeah, uh, that's what I, that's what I would say. Solid answer. I like that. Thank you for that, Max. Um, Mr. Doherty, let's just jump back to you for a moment. This is one of our last questions because I'm keeping an eye on time here. But I'd love to understand a little bit about uh, mental well-being. We, we hear a lot about this these days. How do you see football helping with that? Well, it wasn't many, many years ago that I was actually year 13 myself, despite the boys thinking otherwise. Um, so I know what it's like being in a, having A-levels and, and being at their age. And I understand the pressures that come with that. Obviously, they're thinking now about next steps, uh, which I was. And it can be quite difficult and quite daunting. Max mentioned, obviously, he wasn't sure yet quite what he wanted to go into. Some of the boys have that across the squad. Some aren't sure either. So we understand that's an added pressure on top of then exams, uh, things like coursework as well. So we know that the pressure can be on and, and sometimes it's quite nice on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, which is our, our afternoon we play sport and have our matches. It's quite a nice release. It's kind of that kind of breath of fresh air to come out, have a sigh of relief and go, right, now I can kind of cross the line and kind of get involved in a game, get stuck in, forget about what's going on at school, maybe 
for these guys, especially driving lessons, that kind of thing that they've been doing. Um, that pressure goes. You cross the white line. Uh, it happens to me at the weekend as well. And suddenly you can forget about things for 90 minutes and forget about pressure that you've got coming your way or that is coming over time with an academic year, exams in the, in the summer and so on. So uh, mentally, I think, sport in general but for the boys here with the football and the football team it, it's massive especially at that key year being year 13 where there is a lot of pressure uh, some of the boys here are involved in leadership roles across the school as well as just playing as captain of the team and uh, and so on so th there's a lot of pressure that comes in every day school uh, and, and weekdays so th I think that Wednesday is a nice relief and I think a lot of the boys I see them play with a smile on their face because they, they do forget that for 90 minutes and can really kind of express themselves and What's good is that that expression normally comes with success and goals, which is and great performances, which is uh, also what I enjoy seeing as well. Yeah, it sounds healthy all around. It sounds perfect. It really does. Um, we're going to need to bring this to a close now. But uh, Mr. Doherty, just want to say thank you for being uh, for being here first of all and talking to us today. It's been really good talking to you about all of this. No worries. No, thanks for having us. Thank you. And good luck with the quarterfinals for next week. And boys, been great talking to all of you. Max, first of all, thank you to you. Thank you for speaking to us. Uh, Elliot, big shout out to you. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Thank you. Josh, first of all, thank you for your time being here. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Good talking to you. And Ned, as captain, it feels appropriate we should end with you. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you very much. Cheers. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, farringtons.org.uk. Now, the next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>